Okay, so uh, our speaker this morning is Domenico Gostiano. Domenico. Uh, come on, after, uh, hmm? after two well, years, I have uh, to the, Justiniano. The people who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. uh, Domenico did his <laughs> in Palermo, and yeah. then his PhD in Rome. Um, Giuseppe Bianchi, who a lot of us have been doing wireless stuff now, yep. about. And uh, he's well known to us because he spent a year visiting us while he was doing his PhD. And now he's in the uh, research labs in Barcelona uh, of Telefonica. Yeah. So um, Domenico's going to tell us about Club AD ADSL, whatever that might be. <laughs> okay. Okay, start. Thanks for coming and, uh, well, it's nice. Uh, okay, this is uh, a joint work with uh, my colleagues at Hamilton. Uh, I want to refer in the beginning. Alberto Lopez, uh, Ngoma, Morillo, and my boss, uh, Pablo Rodriguez. So, okay, I'm here to speak about uh, this Club ADSL. So, what's, what's Club ADSL? Um, no, I'm sorry. So, what's the motivation behind this project? The motivation is uh, quite simple. So we are at home, we have uh, our uh, ADSL lines, uh, we connect to our ADSL lines through Wi-Fi networks. And uh, usually when I connect to my ADSL lines, uh, and there are other uh, networks around. So this is simple to verify because when I try to connect to my access point, uh, I see a lot of other access points on my neighborhood. And uh, usually, uh, most of these uh, ADSL lines are not utilized by, by the neighborhood. Uh, not at the same time, usually when I want to use it. So there is an underutilization of these ADSL lines. And third, uh, this is usually the bottleneck of the communication, at least uh, in, in a good uh, percentage of cases, because the wireless connection is a connection as a high speed, uh, let's say 20 megabps. While the DSL lines uh, usually can provide you much lower uh, speed or connection. And uh, so here, 3 megabps, uh, let's say, uh, just like an, ex like an example. So the idea, uh, it's simple and uh, it's attractive and uh, it's to try to aggregate and uh, not steal, aggregate uh, the bandwidth from uh, all your neighbors together. And so, What's the problem behind this? It's simple or not? And uh, so this is what we try to, uh, to look. So it's... Uh, generally, I mean, uh, okay, I, this is a set of papers and work that uh, are more or less uh, in uh, systems and uh, are somewhat related with uh, my, my project. And uh, it's uh, useful to mention a couple of papers, uh, virtual Wi-Fi and FADBAP, that uh, more or less try to go in this direction. Above all, uh, the last one, FADBAP, uh, was the first one that tried to aggregate the, the bandwidth from different access points uh, uh, to connect to more than one ADSL line. Uh, during the paper, uh, we will uh, show what, what's new for, uh, what's, what, what are the challenges that were not addressed uh, before. Um, so, here, before going into which are the problems and uh, which uh, um, I want to show which is the picture. So we needed to resolve a, a system problem. We needed to understand uh, 
we have different blocks in this system problem. And uh, because what we want is uh, to connect to different, uh, different access points. And so we need to decide how much time we need to spend on each access point uh, to, to get the bandwidth from each, each line. And so this is a scheduler, for example. But then there are other problems uh, that uh, you're mentioning, but I'm not going into details. And uh, so, uh, for example, I just say that uh, we need uh, to, for example, uh, we have a new connection that is opening, uh, and uh, I need uh, to decide uh, on which access point to send this TCP connection. And uh, here, then, uh, you have uh, need to balance the traffic so that uh, the new TCP connection will be sent on the right access point. It's, uh, um, this is basically the problem. And then uh, you need to, to show the right IP address to the, to the client, the one that is expecting uh, from the network and uh, the other way around, because you, know, you want to connect to different access point, and uh, so each access point will give you a different address, and then you need a sort of uh, nothing uh, locally to, to map this. And uh, so all this work, uh, uh, and, and then we have uh, another uh, set of uh, problems. Uh, so this is just a general picture, uh, just to show, then we will go to the real problems that uh, uh, here, what we did, uh, so once you decide the percentage of time that you spend on each access point, uh, you need to decide uh, uh, the absolute time to spend on this access point. So, and this is uh, resolved by the resource allocation algorithm that we implemented. And then, uh, on the bottom of this, we need to, you we need to manage the different uh, connection. So that's why we need to implement this uh, overlay MAC uh, that we call Y switch that uh, basically try to switch among all the different access points. And that's all. So let's, let's understand which, is, which are the problems. So I am at home, and uh, I connect to my DSL lines, and I use my, my laptop, and uh, I use my 30 euro card, or uh, it's embedded, or whatever, to connect to, to, the, uh, to my Wi-Fi connection. And uh, what I would like, uh, what, what happened is that, uh, so I have uh, an able ADSL line, and uh, what uh, I would do is uh, to connect to these other ADSL lines together with mine, so. Um, so, but which, which is the problem here? Uh, the problem is, for example, that, uh, okay, uh, despite the higher wireless connection speed, uh, usually these access points are uh, on different frequencies. So the standard defined uh, a uh, set of frequency to, for the access point to work. Uh, and so, and the problem is that uh, these cards that I have on my laptop is a card that is uh, with just one RAID interface, and so it cannot communicate with uh, all the access point together because it's just one radio. Uh, it this means that uh, you cannot communicate with all the access point together, so you have this limitation. It's not straightforward, uh, the problem. And so this is the first problem that you need to face, basically. There is some question till here. Good, it's clear, no? <laughs> okay, so I mentioned that so we need to resolve this problem of managing multiple connections on different frequencies. So what we need to do is to keep switching among all the access points, basically. We cannot communicate at the same time to all the access points, but we need to uh, send and receive the traffic from one access point, 
and uh, then to go to another one and repeat the same operation. Relaying on the fact that uh, we need just a, a small a few uh, amount of time to do this operation because the wireless speed is uh, much higher than the DSL line. So this is uh, the, one of the basic concepts. And uh, for this operation, we, we relayed on a standard feature of the, sta uh, of the protocol uh, that basically tells you that uh, you can, um, if you say to the access point, uh, uh, I go to power save mode, the access point will buffer uh, for you all the, all the packets that uh, the, they should be directed to you. So in this way, you can, once you send and receive the packet from each access point, you, the, the access point will save you the packet uh, as long as you don't say to the access point that you are back from the power saving mode. But uh, actually, you are going to the other access point, so it's, uh, you are cheating. But, uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so what we really do here is uh, to to change uh, or to keep just uh, one uh, uh, connection alive and uh, we leave the other connection in power same mode. So just one connection can send and receive traffic. So it's a sort of a TDMA protocol, uh, let's say, uh, on top of the uh, Wi-Fi one. And uh, so here I have uh, an example of what we, we implemented. We have. Uh, all the packets that go to, so only one, uh, only one Mac queue that we implemented that can go to the hardware queue and send the packets, while all the other uh, um, Mac queue can only buffer the packets and wait that uh, I go to, when, when I wait the turn to, to send the packets. So basically, and uh, we do this operation. And uh, for this operation, we, we needed to change uh, the driver, of course, to allow it to, to manage multiple queues. Uh, and uh, we do this uh, quite efficiently because it has a very low cost. Um, so this is more or less what, uh, what is... Uh, I don't give more details on this because it's uh, very technical, but uh, it's important to understand what is, uh, uh, which is the structure on which we, we want to resolve our, our problems. So which are the problems that we try to resolve then? Um, so first, okay, uh, with my card, um, I want to connect to all these ADSL lines. And um, let's say five ADSL lines. And uh, as I said, uh, we have this Y switch that uh, switch among all the access point. And uh, uh, so at a certain point, uh, I can send traffic uh, to access point one and the other access points are not allowed to send me traffic. And uh, then uh, I can do the same on access point two and, uh, and so on. So what happened is uh, that uh, uh, while I'm again on access point, okay, again I connect to access point one, but then I need to wait for uh, a certain amount of time. Uh, on, and during this time, uh, on this access point one, I, I want to receive and send traffic. Ah, so this, this is the problem. What happened is that uh, we are adding a delay, artificial delay into, into the system, and which we want, uh, which have uh, some side effect on uh, TCP connections. So this is uh, one, of the first problem, one of the two problems that we addressed. The second one is uh, that uh, we have, okay, this is a very basic example. We have, uh, again, these five ADSL lines. Each one now six megabps, 
and uh, we have uh, three laptops connected to, to this system. And uh, okay, we would like to aggregate the bandwidth uh, for each client, but we want to aggregate this bandwidth in a fair way, such that uh, we have a system which has a, a DSL line, so equivalent DSL line, so 30 mega, and we would like that each client get 10, 10, and 10 mega. And um, of course, this is not straightforward because each client uh, is uh, receiving uh, is, uh, has a different uh, uh, channel quality. And uh, of course, what we want is to resolve this locally without changing the protocol. Uh, and uh, so these are, uh, these are the issues that uh, we wanted to, to resolve. Uh, so firstly, we'll go to the TCP latency problem, and, uh, and secondly, on the, on the fairness uh, among the stations. So these are the two things that I'm going to analyze in the rest of this talk. So, okay, TCP latency. Um, this is so let's understand what is, uh, more in particular, this effect on the, on the TCP latency. Uh, in, this, uh, in this slide, I show an example uh, on the uplink case, but uh, it's straightforward to see that in downlink, uh, it's exactly the same uh, problem. The same, uh, so here we imagine a connection to an internet server uh, uplink connection uh, through an access point. And uh, we are connected for a certain amount of time to this access point. And uh, when we say, um, I go out from power saving mode, which is actually, actually the way that I, I say I'm connected to my access point. Uh, the access point can take all the packets that buffered before and send me these packets. So what happened is that uh, if the access point had uh, a TCP hack uh, on a previous connection, it will send me the acknowledgement of this TCP hack. And uh, once I receive this packet, uh, the, the congestion windows will move and uh, will send a new TCP data that will go through the network and uh, finally this TCP data will be acknowledged. But uh, let's suppose that exactly in this moment uh, I say, okay, I want to switch uh, access point. So I say, I'm going, I'm going to power save. So at this point, on the access point, we are adding this uh, artificial delay and uh, that uh, will occur for all the amount of time that I'm not connected to this access point, basically. And only at this point, finally, this packet can be acknowledged. So it's a, a lot of pain for this packet. <laughs> so to the question of the intermittent connectivity as an effect on TCP, yes. So we are adding this uh, delay into the, into the system. Uh, so what, um, what we analyzed is uh, in a controlled scenario, uh, an experimental test, uh, how the uh, supposing uh, that uh, we are connected for a uh, 50% edge of time on this uh, one access point, how this uh, affects the connection of TCP in terms of run-trip time and throughput. So a very, it's a very simple uh, scenario. And um, <coughs> we noticed that uh, what is important is not only the percentage of time we are connected, but also the amount of time, absolute amount of time we are connected to this access point. So here we show a case where uh, we are connected uh, uh, 15 milliseconds, and then for added 15, we are not connected, and then 25 milliseconds, we are connected, added 25 not. So until 75 milliseconds, yes, and 75 not. And we call it the uh, 75 milliseconds, okay, and this amount of time, takes time, so amount of time that I'm transmitting on this connection. And uh, on the left, we show the, the round trip time. 
uh, versus the delay. So the delay is uh, the network delay that we controlled by traffic control. Uh, this is our controller testbed. And uh, so and versus the runtime time. And we compare this with uh, the performance that we will get uh, being connected 100% uh, of the time. And uh, we show that in each case we are adding uh, delay into the runtime time. And uh, it's clear that, uh, for example, uh, the case with uh, TX time equal to 75, where at uh, a delay of 75 milliseconds, uh, we are doubling basically the, the average delay into the, into the network. Um, and this, of course, has uh, immediate effect on the throughput uh, because the throughput uh, will go up uh, and down according to the match between uh, the amount of time and connected and the, and the, and the wire delay to the network. So it's, uh, there are some dissonance conditions where this effect uh, is uh, increased more and uh, it, uh, or it has less impact. And uh, what happened here is that uh, it's clear from this picture that uh, uh, it's better that uh, I use smaller uh, ticks time, so I connect just a few times to this access point, and then uh, I go faster to another access point, and then return faster to this access point. I try to make these things, this operation faster and faster. So, but of course, it is a <laughs> this cannot be too fast. So, just to understand uh, clearly, I mean clearly the effect, what we did is uh, to reduce more the percentage of connection and uh, repeat the same operation. And uh, here we are plotting the throughput against the delay. And uh, again, the best better performance are with the smaller uh, ticks time. Um, so the, the conclusion from these two, these two plots is generally that we need to minimize uh, the amount of time that uh, I'm not connected uh, to this, uh, obviously, to, to, to the access point. And uh, so we have basically two ways to do this. So firstly, is uh, the most obvious thing. So as I said, to reduce uh, the amount of time that I'm connected and non-connected, uh, so ticks time reduction. So what we would, may do is uh, this kind of operation where uh, we switch faster and faster so that we can uh, have uh, a more transparent, uh, transparent uh, connection uh, to, the, to the server. And, uh, but uh, this, has, uh, this has, of course, some limitation. Here we found uh, basically two, two sorts of limitation. Uh, what, we, what is really the bottleneck of the system is what we are showing here, but uh, there are other, uh, other things that are limiting the performance. Um, the problem are the packet losses. What packet losses? So the system introduced some packet losses which are not uh, introduced by the SL lines. So there are papers uh, that uh, have uh, studied that uh, the packet losses in the SL lines are pretty small, so they don't have any effect because the, the, the SL lines have, have very big buffer queues. Uh, what really happened is that uh, this switching among the different frequency and uh, the buffering of the packets at access point creates a, a uh, packet losses at, at access point, uh, exactly at access point, because the access point is trying to manage this, uh, um, con this try to manage my, my request to return and come back from uh, power saving mode uh, in uh, just a, a small amount of time. And uh, the standard is not, uh, it's not born for this, so it's not uh, able to just uh, manage the, this operation in a very small amount of time. 
So what happened is that we found that there is a constant amount of packets that uh, is lost uh, during uh, this operation. So, of course, if you increase the switching rate per second, so you dramatically exponentially increase the number of packet losses into the network uh, at access point, basically. And so what uh, we found out uh, is that uh, a conservative uh, number for uh, the amount of time uh, that uh, I need to, to be, uh, the, the amount of time that I need to be, okay, here we show an example where we, we stay connected 50% of the time. And uh, so, the, and we show the uh, number of congestion signals into the network and uh, versus uh, the, the TX time. Uh, so congested signals are, uh, um, are a signal for uh, the number of packet losses into the network uh, per, uh, per packet. So the, 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 what we did is was to gather the number of congestion signals per, uh, per, uh, um, per TCP sequence number. Uh, and uh, we've noticed a much higher number of signal congestion for uh, very small uh, ticks time. And so for smaller uh, uh, to cycle of connection. So, so, okay, we can, what we, we found at the end, so is that uh, this uh, amount of time uh, switching rate cannot be too, too small. And so we need to increase a, a little this, uh, this number. And, uh, so in, in some way, the, um, what we need to do is that uh, we need to say at least 30 seconds connected on each access point, basically on uh, the previous uh, analysis. Um, so this is uh, one of the limitations that uh, we noticed from the packet losses analysis. So okay, we cannot uh, anymore reduce this too much, and then what? Uh, what we did is, uh, so let's go back. It's a resource allocation algorithm that uh, was one of the pieces of our system. Uh, so what we need to do is uh, to take the percentage of time that uh, is given by the, the system and uh, allocate this percentage of time in, uh, in slot, basically. Uh, and uh, allocate these slots so that we minimize uh, the amount of time that we are not connected. How? So what we do is uh, we take this minimum amount of, um, minimum amount of uh, time that I need to be connected to an access point uh, and uh, we define this uh, as load time of the system. And uh, we select uh, the, the slot time to go to, with the goal to reduce this uh, um, time that we are not connected to the access point. Without this, what we find is that, for example, uh, if in this, in this uh, we show an example where uh, uh, if we say we have an example here where we have three connection and uh, we need to be connected 50% uh, of the time on access point one and, uh, and the other 50% of the time is divided uh, between the access point two and access point three. And uh, we find that uh, the period of this connection uh, is uh, quite high on uh, all the access point. And so basically what we need to do is uh, to to reallocate this, uh, this uh, percentage of time in slots so that uh, we minimize uh, this uh, period of disconnection. And uh, so in, for this operation, uh, we start from, uh, from the access point, uh, which are connected less uh, to, to the access point, because these, uh, these are the access point that uh, are more um, dramatically affected by this, uh, this system, of course. So it's uh, natural to understand that, uh, as we showed before, that. Uh, 
Um, if the percentage of them I'm connected is uh, smaller and smaller, uh, the problem is uh, getting higher and higher. And um, so using instead a slotted system, uh, I'm not going to details, uh, but uh, it's a, a simple heuristic. Uh, we reduce uh, uh, the, this, the disconnection time. So basically what we do is a mixed of, uh, um, so we, we use both a slotted system and a resource allocation algorithm to resolve the DCP latency problem. And uh, just as uh, an example, I show here a case uh, of the aggregated throughput uh, that I would get from, uh, um, uh, from all the access point in a, with and without the, the algorithm. And uh, in all the cases, uh, comparing the throughput versus the, the word delay of the system, uh, using the, the resource allocation algorithm gives you improve, uh, improvements into the performance. So, the throughput is a aggregate throughput. So it's the one that I will get from all the access point together. So what we have here is uh, for, each, um, for each access point, we open a TCP connection. So what we have is that, uh, so let's say in this example, there were uh, four access points, so we had uh, four TCP flows. And uh, so what, uh, what we measure is the sum of the throughput that you get uh, from, all the access, from all the TCP flows. And uh, so there are the TCP flows that are using the, the connection that is less, con connected to that access point will be more affected. So that's why we started to, to work on this connection. Well, instead, if I'm connected 90% of the time, I don't really see any effect on uh, road trip time. So I, I look at the slots at last on this connection. This is uh, the, the basic concept. Um, so um, this is uh, for uh, what we did to resolve the first problem. Um, and then uh, it's uh, the problem we, we figure out and uh, we try to resolve was the, the fairness among the, the stations. So again, uh, we wanted to take the, the sum of the DSL lines and uh, to uh, share this, uh, this the, uh, share the DSL lines uh, throughput among all uh, the stations. Um, so. Here it is, um, uh, we start uh, to analyze uh, what, uh, what is uh, unfairness. So I have a couple of slides uh, uh, on this. So <coughs> historically, if uh, you have uh, a wire connection and uh, let's suppose you have um, um, node A that uh, can send the packet to node C and node D. Uh, and suppose that uh, this would like to send uh, one packet to not see, the other one to not D. So a percent of the time we'll spend on not C and the other percent of the time on not D. What happened is that uh, uh, node A and B, uh, which are um, um, the session that we are considering in this system, uh, would uh, have an unfairness uh, of throughput uh, among them because uh, at the output on not D, uh, after the bandwidth will be allocated to node A and the other one to node B. So overall, we will get uh, 1.5 mega on node A and 0.5 on node B. Um, so historically, this problem was uh, resolved by back pressure and uh, the CULAS. 
And what happened is that uh, the Tassilas framework uh, measured the, the dimension of the queue uh, at the next step and try to send the next packet to the queue that is uh, less full. And uh, magically this uh, converge and uh, all the station get uh, the same throughput. So all the station with uh, only knowledge of the dimension of the queue and uh, comparing this with uh, my local queue can uh, at the end get the same throughput. Um, in this case, for example, uh, I wouldn't, it's a very basic example. I would not use anymore uh, the, not the link AD because uh, this would uh, um, uh, imply an unfairness <coughs> into the system. Um, so what we try to understand is that we, if we can use uh, uh, this spec pressure in, uh, in Clebody SL to resolve uh, our unfairness problem, and uh, of course, it is a big challenge because um, there are a lot of things that you have to do this eventually. Uh, so, okay, ideally, if you um, let's suppose that uh, so the terminal station are the, the Kleba DSL station, and um, if you would know the uplink uh, queue, basically, you may try to apply the same methodology to the uh, and then resolve the back pressure in the uplink. Um, but for us, it was more challenging the downlink throughput because this is much higher than the uplink and uh, it's where you really feel the unfairness into the system. So the DSL lines are uh, asymmetric. And so usually you get uh, 3 mega or 6 mega in downlink and you get uh, 256 kilobps in uplink. So what is really important for the user is uh, the fairness in the downlink. So that's why we spend more time, uh, our effort on the, on the downlink. And so here what we need to do is to, to look in, uh, to, to imagine a sort of forward pressure where we, we throttle and we open uh, the connection that uh, are, um, which are having uh, uh, more congestion or less congestion on that access point. So we are trying to, to look specularly to, to the problem. And, um, and so to, to allow the traffic uh, when uh, I, I see that uh, the queues uh, at the access point are less congested. So that's, uh, that's uh, why, uh, that's more or less how we figure out the problem. Um, but uh, we have more problems. Uh, this is not, not, not only the only one. Because um, basically what we have here is that, that uh, uh, so the, the pressure algorithm works uh, looking at uh, the queue, which is um, looking at the next queue, but uh, it really makes sense if this queue has packets. So if, this is, uh, uh, if the queue is empty, you cannot get any fairness from uh, this system. And in our case, uh, part of the Part of the, um, part of the, uh, part, sometimes the queue are full at access point, other times at the DSLM, which is uh, the, um, the end of the DSLM connection uh, uh, server, more or less. And so what we need to, what we need to do is uh, not only look at the access point queue, but also at the next queue. So it's, uh, you look at the at two queues into, two next queue into the, into the system. Um, Mm, this is also important because uh, usually uh, we may have a situation where uh, these ADSL lines are at different speed. 
and how to take into account this using uh, looking at uh, the next queue. Uh, um, but this is well, not the only problem. Then, uh, okay, you, have, you want to look at two queues and then how uh, do you sum uh, the numbers of these two queues? So, what we did uh, is uh, to look at, uh, instead of looking at a number of packets into the queue, uh, look, at, look at the service time per bit. Uh, so, that amount of time that the packet takes to, to be included in the DDS LAM, to be from that moment to the moment that uh, it's sent uh, at the Wi Fi access point. Um, so, we measure from basically the, the sum of the service time at the access point uh, and the DDS LAM. So, so, this is uh, the second key point. So, First, the downlink fairness. Second, uh, service time, uh, some of the service time access point at the SLAM. And, uh, and now, okay, and the, the, the third point is that uh, according to the algorithm, we, we should be connected, uh, we should send uh, the packet on one connection as long as this is the queue, which is less, uh, uh, which is, as long as, as, long as this is the, the, the queue with, with less packets. But uh, in our case, uh, we have the constraint that, uh, that if we, we keep sending packet on this connection, uh, um, we may screw the performance of other TCP connection first. And then we need always to do some sort of signal to understand if, which is the dimension of the queues at that time. And to do this signaling, I need to, do, to switch the frequency so, and uh, to gather uh, statistics. So of course, we need always to switch. So what we need to do is, uh, um, to, um, to always switch and, uh, and to imagine a sort of pressure that uh, will update the, the percentage of connection uh, on each access point based on uh, the latest uh, statistics that we gather from, uh, from the driver. From, uh, uh, so these are the three points uh, of the algorithm. So I don't go into the, these details, I just uh, tell you one basic thing. So we, for uh, resolving uh, this problem, we needed to look at the input uh, service time at the DSLAM, at the input uh, speed, and uh, the input uh, utilization rate at access point, the uh, output uh, wallet speed. And this for all the access point that uh, I'm connecting with. And uh, so, not only, so, and then uh, we, so we split the service time into two components, so the one at access point, the one at the SLAM, but uh, the one at access point can be split again in uh, the service time when I'm connected to the access point, and instead the delay that uh, is caused by the system when I'm not connected. So what we did is, uh, okay, uh, uh, since we have a system and uh, another part of the system uh, who <coughs> tries to minimize this component, uh, uh, this is, um, as an hypothesis, this is not taken into account into this calculation. So um, that's nice because one part of the system is doing something that uh, the, the other part I would, uh, would like to resolve. I would like uh, to not have, uh, because it's uh, very hard to understand which is the delay when I'm on the packet uh, on the access point when I'm not connected. Um, so we, we calculate, a, we have a formulation for this where uh, Okay, um, I'm only telling you that what we, did as I said, what we do, as I said, is uh, to update the percentage of time that we are connected uh, on each access point uh, to meet this, uh, this fairness constraint, um, calculating this service time. So if you want, uh, later we, we can, uh, I can show you the details uh, and the motivation for the formulation, but uh, 
basically this is uh, the concept that uh, I think uh, I should uh, I should keep in mind and uh, yeah so these are the recycle uh, the percentage of time on the previous step and then that I used uh, to calculate the percentage of time on the new step and all these metrics are estimated in the in the card uh, and the statistics are uh, differentiated per uh, connection, per access point connection. And I left this as a backup slide as well, uh, if you want to understand uh, how we did this. And it's important that for all these uh, things, we didn't touch the access point and we didn't touch uh, the DSL lines. The estimation is local. And um, so I show three examples how, how the system works. And uh, okay, the first one is the basic one. So I am alone and I want to, to get the maximum throughput from all the connection. So I want to use my, my time in a, in a clever way. Um, so what I do is, uh, what we have considered here is uh, I'm connected to three access point and just one of these is, uh, is at a higher wireless speed and higher ADSL speed, while the others are at smaller speed. So ideally, I would like to spend most of my time on the better connection. And um, so what uh, the, the scholar does is, is exactly this, uh, spending uh, most of the time on the connection with a higher speed. And uh, in this test, we were getting uh, 9.35 mega of throughput over uh, the three connection overall, so as an aggregate throughput. And actually, these are a little old experiment. Uh, now we have also improved a little the metrics and uh, it's uh, even improved uh, in terms of performance. And um, in each case, we always stay connected uh, to, to the other connection because you want always to keep alive uh, the connection and uh, to probe this connection in case uh, the, the scenario is changing. So that's why we always uh, we have a smaller percentage of time uh, that we are connected uh, on this other uh, access point. So, um, and then we figure out uh, what happened uh, in the case that uh, there are uh, contending stations. We, we first consider a, a case where, um, which is a, a case where uh, the, um, the two stations are not, not have, uh, have, they have the same, um, one station is connected to two access to two ADSL lines and the other station is connected to three uh, ADSL lines. So overall, the first ADSL, uh, the first station can have at most two mega and uh, overall, uh, the second one can have uh, uh, if we reduce everything uh, 12 mega, but uh, the second station knows that uh, is uh, the one that may get more because it's uh, the only one that is connected to the best uh, ADSL lines. So we'll try to spend the most of, this, of his time on this connection and it will be nice and uh, let the other station to get uh, the throughput uh, from the other ADSL lines. Uh, so, so this is a, a sort of a scenario which is important to address because uh, uh, the station try to uh, not, not to, uh, to be too much aggressive and greedy. And uh, we f find then that uh, finally the case, uh, we analyze the case where uh, again the two global DSL station connected to a different number of access points, but uh, the DSL lines in this case at, uh, as, uh, are uh, at the same speed, so 10 mega, 10 mega, 10 mega. And um, uh, again, what happened is that uh, the station, okay, the name, 
could be. Okay. Uh, the, what happened is that uh, the station uh, connected to two access points uh, will try to stay 50% of the time on one of these cell lines, the other 50% of the time on the second one, while the, the station connected to three access points, which is Kleber Station 2, will uh, spend most time on the connection where, uh, where it's alone, because uh, when you measure the, the service time uh, on this connection, it sees that uh, the service time uh, is in average smaller respect to the one or the other access point. So that's why, more or less. And so we, get, uh, we got a very perfect match uh, in, the, in the test. Of course, these are uh, long tests. We average them and we measure, measure the, the um, average uh, behavior into the system. And uh, I think. So what we did here is uh, to analyze two problems, basically in this, uh, in this, uh, in this presentation. Uh, the effect of managing uh, multiple uh, TCP connection in a system where uh, I'm connected just a few times to, to the access point and I cannot send packet uh, in the, the other percentage of time. And this is uh, the consequence of using uh, multiple frequency into the system. So, and to resolve this problem, we introduce uh, in our system a resource allocation algorithm that minimizes uh, uh, the problem. And uh, second, uh, we analyze the fairness among all the stations. And uh, in this equivalent system, how to get uh, a fair bandwidth among all the competing stations. And here, we introduce the scheduler that uh, decides uh, how much time, uh, the percentage of, percentage, of time, percentage of time to spend uh, on each access point. And uh, again, uh, I like to, uh, to to say again that we didn't uh, change anything to the system and uh, to the to the to the lines and to the and to the access point and uh, we just introduced a system uh, which is uh, try to be transparent into the clients. So I think uh, okay, this is the plan that we for uh, the ongoing future activity. So there is one nice problem which is try to. Exploit uh, the I call it frequency diversity. So uh, I would like to be connected on uh, on one access point on one frequency when the other one is connected to another access point on another frequency, so that uh, I minimize the the collision probability among all the competing stations. It's uh, it's a mess, but uh, we uh, I don't know we we like it's a it's a nice challenge to the system. And then I, the, the problem is that. Um, Okay, I'm connected to my access point uh, at home and I want to be sure that uh, no one is uh, getting bounded from access point when I'm using my access point. And uh, so it's a sort of quality of service uh, into the, that you need to introduce into the system. And uh, this can be resolved using the same concept of service time, uh, changing uh, the parameters uh, into the, of the scheduler, but uh, it looks promising on this side. And then other problems like understanding which is the, the theoretical maximum throughput we may get uh, into the system, but uh, and uh, demonstrate that we always converge to what uh, the back pressure algorithm would like, which is something that uh, is not my uh, area of competence usually. But, uh, uh, and then we, the Telefonica is interested in doing a uh, deployment of this into the, into the building uh, because since uh, Telefonica is a provider, uh, we can ask for uh, as many ADSL lines as we want and, uh, and so to try the system in a real test bed before uh, 
eventually do a technological transfer and, uh, and uh, to do a real deployment to the, into the Telefonica users. And O2 Telefonica in the uh, UK is interested as well in doing uh, a testbed of the uh, deployment for uh, some, seems that they have some kind of uh, geek community and uh, so they would be really happy to, to try the, to try the, yeah, the solution. And, uh, okay, do you have uh, some question? Do I need that thing or? I think that's, that's okay. Sure. No, 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 I, I prefer <coughs> uh, So, first question. What causes that, uh, that trade-off between TX time and loss rates? Is that a TCP-dependent feature or? No, this is not a... Uh, you remember you yeah, gave us a, 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 uh, a graph yeah. in which uh, by decreasing TX time you actually exhibit higher yeah, so what's, what's the cause behind this? Yeah, what's the cause? I mean, I didn't well, get it's, uh, it. Actually, it's not related with TCP. It's uh -huh. related with uh, uh, the, the driver at access point. The driver at access point, uh, uh, so try to, uh, is receiving this packet uh, from uh, the Apple layer, and at a certain point, I'm telling, okay, don't send me this packet. But some of this packet go to the hardware queue, and once the packet are on the hardware queue, the access point can do nothing, because they need to be sent. Okay. So this is an example, for example. And uh, so we think, we think that this is the main reason why this happened. So because we didn't touch the access point, we used the standard compliant access point. Someone was working better than other ones. Actually, the, the other one access point with Cygris were working worse than uh, the, the ones we used for this test, but uh, which were Linksys, uh, Broadcom. So to minimize this problem, of course, we need a modification, which is not a research problem. But uh, for us, it was important to to show that uh, at the moment is the bottleneck. Okay, and one more question. Uh, at some point you were talking about load bar balancers. So, yeah. uh, if you have two TCP flows, they would go to two different access points. Yeah. If you have one TCP flow, it would go only to one access point. <coughs> so, if you have a one one big TCP flow, he would still not be able to share. Yeah. To share right? the, the resolution of the system is the number of TCP flows you have uh, into the into the okay. network. You, you cannot split the TCP flows. So this is great for peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, it's great for uh, uh, everything that opens more than one TCP connection. Okay. Which, I mean, um, even browsing, uh, they, uh, it seems that they, uh, they open more than one TCP connection, but uh, if there is only one, uh, this is... Uh, you, no, because we don't, touch, we don't want to touch the servers uh, and, uh, so, or the protocol. So whatever they, yeah, <coughs> it should be transparent. So, good questions. In the, I suppose in the real world, you get quite a lot of heterogeneity among DSL users, like uh, next door neighbors, for example, might be getting yeah. a line from a different DSLAM, uh, that yeah. they have different customer profiles. And it struck me that your system, maybe, maybe it's just my impression, that your system would, would work best with more hom homogeneous um, capacity on the DSL lines, whereas uh, I think I also showed an example where, uh, okay, I mean, it's, um, Ideally, I you, mean, you cannot get a furnace if I, I connected to two DSL lines uh, of one plus one mega and my neighbor is connected to a DSL lines of uh, 10 mega plus 10 mega. Um, it's, uh, we showed an example where, uh, of, 
But what happens is that I will try to, to, be, to be nice with uh, the, so if we share the same access point, I would try to not use that one. So um, you cannot get fairness, uh, fairness of course, because it's, you are limited by the wireless connectivity. But uh, you, try to minim you try to stabilize uh, the overall behavior of the, of, the, of the connection. So it's the only thing that you, you can really do. There is no magic. Uh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious though. I mean, it's obviously in the interest of the providers to you know, have people pay for higher bandwidth and you know, having a, a range of bandwidth provision. Whereas what this um, model here would seem to work best where you have fairly uniform provision. No, that's why we introduce, uh, we'd like to introduce at the end the quality of service concept. So if I pay for uh, my DSL lines of 10 mega, at the end I would like that uh, this is guaranteed to me. And uh, if I'm using this 10 mega, no one is, is going to use it. If somebody uh, at home is using a one mega connection, uh, it will pay less, and, but cannot get my 10 mega when I'm using. So that's why it's an important problem, because of, otherwise the user doesn't want to, to try the system and say, why need to, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Ask two, two nasty questions. Yeah, something about pre pressure. Sure. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you about convergence. I'll save that for, uh, for afterwards. Um, you know this um, performance, the so-called performance anomaly, right? Where if I'm very far away from an access point and I send at a very low rate, then everybody else gets very little. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now with your system. I can connect to everybody's network and destroy everybody's uh, rate, <laughs> right, by sending really low rate packets. If I'm far away from all of the access points, I, I, I reduce everybody's wireless throughput. That's my first uh, question. I'm gonna, I'll let you think about it for a second. So <laughs> okay. No, no, don't say it. Yeah. Repeat this to Telefonica main bosses, otherwise they don't, they're not going to sell the product. Yeah. It's a very serious concern. And then the second one is that you see, so I'm looking for things that are going to damage uh, network performance, which I haven't mentioned. Everything you've said has been positive, surprisingly. But the other one is, I'm also going to introduce a massive number of hidden terminals. If everybody in this room uh, is using every frequency that's available to them and every access point they can connect to, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, it means that there's a, the connectivity structure is much higher. It means that the, also the interference structure is much higher. So it means that you're going to get uh, people who are far away from each other on other sides yeah. of the access point all interfering with each other. So yeah. Also. No, but uh, um, these are a very good question. So what uh, what happened is that uh, so in the state of the art, uh, they were trying to measure locally the the wireless bandwidth available at access point, which is something completely wrong because in presence of either nodes, what you're estimating locally is different from what access point is, is giving to you. What is instead um, we did in this work uh, is a uh, to estimate the wireless bandwidth access point, looking at uh, uh, exactly what is, is, is uh, sending to you. But when, for this, I have uh, maybe one slide here that can be a little more clear. I have some extra slide. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is that, uh, uh, look at this plot here. When uh, um, I set to the access point, I, I'm back from power saving mode. The access point has a lot of packets that it buffered uh, for me. So basically what it's doing is uh, to send this packet uh, as the saturation mode. So in this way, you can estimate which is the wireless bandwidth that, uh, of the network that the access point uh, is using. 
So and you don't have any error in the, in the estimation, basically. But it's important uh, so that you do this uh, on the, in the first period of the connection. Well, that's, that's, not, that's not true either, right? Because people are moving in and out of power saving mode. And the network that you're getting a sample from, uh, it's, it's a sampling issue too, right? I yeah, mean, it's sampling. I'm, yeah. I'm only getting a measurement every now and then. And the object that I'm measuring is changing in that time. Yeah, yeah. You sample uh, among all the slots you have. Uh, it's uh, the best things you can do. Of course, uh, if you're connected and not have enough time, you may not under get enough statistics to understand that there were other clients connected. So it's a trade-off, basically. So what about the performance anomaly? Performance anomaly? Uh, like you, you can ruin everybody's uh, Actually, I mean, uh, yeah, performance anomaly. Uh, the one connected one mega, uh, yeah, may may get uh, may screw the, the throughput of the others uh, overall. Is, uh, so you, you will be fair, and it's not <laughs> fairness that will not won't change. <laughs> but uh, of course, the overall throughput will be will be will decrease. But this is a problem with the uh, day two to eleven protocol. No, but it's more of a problem now, right? Because now I'm doing it on every frequency that's available to me, rather than just on one. I'm ruining every frequency, the, the network on every frequency that I can see, not just not just the one that I'm on. But uh, usually, you connect to the access point, which are. Uh, at a speed which is higher than the DSL lines. So you will try to never connect to the DSL lines, which are, uh, uh, so if you have a one mega wireless connection, you won't connect to the DSL lines at three mega connection. Sure, because you don't have the time to receive all the packets and then switch and go to another access point. So in some cases, uh, you, you will never have this extreme case of a very low rate connection. Maybe so we should. We'll finish it off over lunch, maybe. So, Domenico is here for the... Uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. Like two comments. Yeah. The first one is, uh, what, there are a couple of companies in California, at least three years of their products is very similar to this. And one is called Mushroom Networks. I don't know, I'm not familiar with the other one. Mush Mushroom Networks. They do something very similar, of aggregating the DSL line and sending things. Okay, let me, let me see later, yeah. yeah. The second one is that, in the, when you're changing, given a percentage of time you're trying to allocate to different access points, have you looked at something like uh, weighted round robin, which has good short-term fairness and good long-term fairness things? You seem to be going at good short-term fairness also. Sorry, could you... I mean, to get that the fact that your time between accesses to the access point is small, minimized, yeah. that's almost a short-term fairness question. And so if you use weighted round robin, you typically have good property over that. So instead of so you presented one scheme, but have you considered things like weighted round robin? I uh, I still don't. Okay, yeah, so there was a point where you had to you had a certain percentage of time access over each access point. Right? Yeah. Now you presented one scheme of starting with the slowest first and then. So yeah. So you're speaking about the resource so you location. Also look at something like weighted round robin, which is which has good short-term fairness. Uh, but to do the round-robin, uh, you need to be connected the same amount of time to each access point. No? Weighted round-robin. No, so the round-robin basically is the, I mean, is the solution without using the scheduler. No? This, this thing called weighted round-robin, which will give you a similar thing, but it will uh, allow for different frequencies. Okay, but uh, with the weighted round-robin, then you're limited by the, the, the frequency switching, as uh, I said before, so you cannot uh, reduce too much the percentage of connection uh, on uh, one access point. 
if it is, uh, if I understood uh, your point. So you would like to wait, yeah, the amount of time to be connected uh, to reduce it, but you can reduce it too much. Well, you can talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think it may take too much. <laughs> too long. Okay. Maybe we can thank Domenico again, and he'll be here for the rest of the day if anybody would like to. Uh, do we have one minute? Because we we, we did uh, uh, something interesting. So this is my colleague, and uh, I showed it's just two minutes. Uh, example, I mean, uh, this is not, uh, we, we really deployed this. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to show you today how you can get a faster internet connection with Club ADSL. Club ADSL is a prototype wireless client developed of Telefonica IMAGE that is able to aggregate the bandwidth provided by regular ADSL lines using a regular wireless card like this one. In this demo, we have a laptop equipped with a wireless card connectivity and two 3 megabit per second Telefonica ADSL lines. Its ADSL lines comes with a router like this one, probably like the one you have at home, equipped with an antenna for wireless connectivity. Club ADSL is able to simultaneously connect to both routers via wireless and aggregate the throughput. We'll show you how the increased download speed benefits applications such as high-definition video streaming and the increased upload speed benefits applications like peer-to-peer -peer content distribution. Here we have the Club ADSL client connected to only one ADSL route. We can see in the graph that we are getting the whole 3 megabit per second provided by the ADSL line. But this is not enough to support this 4 megabit per second high definition video. The effect is that the video stops and jumps continuously. Now, if we connect to both routers with the Club ADSL, we can see how, after a little bit, the application detects the increased bandwidth and it's able to use the 6 megabit per second provided by both ADSL lines. The benefit now the user can finally enjoy this high quality video. And here we have our Club ADSL client connected to both ADSL routers, running a well-known peer-to-peer application. We can see that the application is taking advantage of the full 6 megabit per second provided by both ADSL lines. The reason for this is not only that we have a higher download speed, but also that the Club ADSL client is able to fully utilize the aggregated upload bandwidth of the two ADSL lines. So as we can see, Club ADSL can dramatically improve your internet connection by both aggregating your upload and your download bandwidth. Thanks for your attention and goodbye.